everybody. Welcome back to Love That For You. It is January. It's freaking cold where we are. It's cold, a little miserable because we just got back um, from California the other day. So to us, this is not not my best. Not ideal. No. This makes me want to live out there. And I know we keep going back and forth. We're like, where are we going to live? And I keep actually getting a lot of messages where they're like, do you and Pat know where you're going to live yet? And we're just, and I'm just like, no, we have not fully decided. Yeah, so we were just out in California for um, one of my best friend's wedding. Um, we were in San Luis Obispo. The jet lag is really, really getting to us, too. Jet lag kicking our butt. Um, for those that don't know, San Luis Obispo is wine country. It is so a couple, it's like kind of between San Francisco and L.A., just cool little town, um, 15 minutes from the coast, and mostly just, you know, rolling hills and mountains. It's so. literally, there's like a part of it where we went to explore. I posted one photo on, on Instagram of like the hills behind us, and it's like, it looks like you're in uh, Ireland. And it was, it's just like so beautiful. And even without the sun, it was kind of cloudy, but it was still perfect. Yeah, it was amazing there. Um definitely a nice getaway i mean the weather was warm the scenery was amazing it was good to see um you know close friends and actually some family members were there as well so yeah and it's one of those because of our inability to make a decision on where we want to live when we were there we were like could we see ourselves living here and for a minute yes and then it's probably it's too hard to get to. It's you know it's well, just a small regional airport. I think it's, we would get bored too. Yeah, I was talking to some people and they were like, "Yeah, you think that when you get here, and then you realize that it's very much a college town. So mm-hmm. if you you'd have to love like surfing and like hiking and that stuff, which I like, but I'm not like that's not my life. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, it's a great so. spot to try and visit though. Yeah, definitely was- recommend. We went to a pretty cool winery out there one day when we were there. I feel um, like it was cool because it was a spot where we would never, we didn't even know of, and we would never like book a trip there. But because there was a wedding and we were forced to go, like not forced, but you know, yeah, um, it was just like we got there. And we were like, oh my god, this is one of those places where I'm like so happy we ended up being able to see. Otherwise, I don't think we would have seen that in like our lifetime. Like it was just like this small town, but had a lot going on. So yeah, I remember when we got the wedding invitation, or maybe the save the date, and it said San Luis Obispo was like, one, where is this? Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of it. And like started looking up some things about it. And once we realized where it was, we were, I think it was like, oh, wow, this is going to be awesome. Kind of remote, kind of difficult to get to. Um, but just like an awesome spot to try and go for, I don't know, I'd say three or four days is probably what you need there. You know, if you're going to do a hike, if you're going to go to the coast, if you're going to experience the town. Um, yeah, and we stayed like, there's like this big ranch Mm-hmm. Um, which is where the wedding was on like a vineyard and it was just beautiful. Yeah, it was a, a beautiful setting. And then we're back. We had a um, long travel day, um, left our place in California like in the morning um, and then got back the next morning at like yeah. 1 a.m. Um, and then as we were driving today back in New Jersey, it started to snow on us, little flurries, so about to plan my next trip yeah it really makes us think yeah so um i guess another ex i don't know if it's exciting or not i think it's exciting for me and i'm excited to do it 
I don't know if any of you guys have heard of the hard 75 challenge. I feel like it's kind of a trend that's starting more recently, mm-hmm. but I definitely hadn't heard of it till you told me. Yeah, I had never heard of it. And then I saw it on TikTok and I kept seeing more and more people and, you know, I like liked one. So then I got more of it and now I see it a bunch. Um I have no idea what the guy's name is, but he created this challenge. I guess he like kind of created it um, like coincidentally was just talking and he was like, yeah, I challenge people to do this. And he's like on his podcast, I guess he said, I think there are only going to be a couple people that do this, but we'll see. Um, and now it's kind of turned into um, like a, a more and more popular challenge. So what the hard 75 challenge is, is it's... Um, 75 days following five rules. And the five rules are, rule number one is follow any nutrition plan um, designed for your goals. So just have to follow some sort of diet. What's um, that going to be for you? Well, for me, that'll be like maintaining vegetarianism slash pescatarian. Um, and I think the big part of it is just going to be like no cheat meals, like staying strict for all 75 days and zero alcohol. Um, which I don't know for 75 days, like I've done dry January. We did it last year. We loved it. Um, 75 days is a lot longer than one month. So it'll be, it'll be a challenge. I did not agree to this by the way. So I am not on full board with this but no Pat is not. definitely doing mm. yeah so that's rule number one the nutrition plan diet zero alcohol no cheat meals rule number two is you must complete two 45 workouts two 45 minute workouts every day and one of those workouts has to be outside wait so the outside has to be 45 minutes mm-hmm. that is just hard yeah it's hard but for us or for me, it will primarily be walking Willow. But are you going to be like very strict where you're like, was it a half hour or was it 45 minutes? I yeah. Mean, I mean, probably every time I do it, I'll start a stopwatch yeah. and make sure I'm getting to 45 minutes. And could that minutes. be like, okay, you do your one workout in the morning, which is fine. For the second one, can it be like, I took Willow for a 20 minute walk and then I'm going to do another 25 minute one? Yeah. 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 It's just got to be like two separate occasions of moving your body for 45 minutes. Yeah. Like so... The third uh, rule is drink a gallon of water every day, mm-hmm. which doing occasionally is hard enough. Yeah. Doing it 75 days straight will be hard. I um, It's something you really have to like. I feel like the whole challenge is something you have to focus on so hard because there's so many different things that you have to kind of be like, okay, did I do this today? You know? Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it is you're, you're focusing on these tasks, which are tasks that are not only going to help you physically but help you mentally too yeah and so the fourth rule is read 10 pages of an educational or self-improvement book every day yeah um which julia if you listen to last week's episode julia makes fun of me when i say i read i read sporadically but i would like to get into a better habit of reading more often and then Rule number five is just take a progress picture every day. So in the end, you'll kind of be able to see where you started and where you ended up. Yeah. So what are your goals with this? 
I mean, I think I have like kind of a physical goal. Like, I don't know if it's a goal, but like, I want to, you know, shed some weight, feel better, you know, make improvements in the gym. I think of all the um, things I've seen and read about it, you know, everybody thinks of it as like just a physical challenge. And a lot of the content that I've seen is about the mental improvements that um, happen over the course of the 75 days. For example, um, this is even, my patch trying to get me to do this yes, more mentally. More mentally. <laughs> well, here's one of the challenges with just people is when I tell people I want to do this, when I told you I wanted to do this, your first reaction is, oh, that sounds hard, or oh, I couldn't give up wine, or oh, I couldn't go outside Not for that 45 I couldn't. minutes. Don't exactly. But you are mentally creating these roadblocks <clears throat> yeah. before you even start something. You're saying, I can't do it because, or I don't want to do it because. And a lot of the impact from this challenge is supposed to be going for it, trying it. And then after like being able to say, I can do this, I can do that. It's like getting over the mental hurdle of doubting yourself. And Pat loves a good challenge. I feel like you love a challenge and you're competitive. So Yeah, so if anybody wants yourself. to do this with me, let me know. I don't not want to do it. I just It's like it's almost like another pressure for me because once I start something, I am very much like I have to finish it. Like that's mm -hmm. how I do a lot of things. So I'm I'm I don't want I don't really want the pressure of like making because if you if you mess up one day you're supposed to start over yeah and like then I'm gonna it's gonna be freaking August and I'm gonna be like still trying to do this <laughs> still trying to finish it I think it's a good challenge for you um, yeah and I'm mostly gonna do most of it with you because we live together so yeah. like they know alcohol like whatever but yeah I just I don't want to put the pressure on myself yeah so and I think that's something that just I need right now um when I think back the past whatever like leading up to thanksgiving you know we all like start saying to ourselves like you know the holiday diet's gonna go and then like you know you start traveling so work kind of goes a little bit and you kind of get so far out of your routine and i'm just like let me just try and do this for 75 days i will i know i'll feel better i'll look better um and i just think like the output productivity um and i've 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 noticed this the past couple years and I'm somebody who, you know, when I think back to like my, when I played college football, I was in like amazing shape and felt good, looked good. And then, you know, you stop playing a college sport and it's just like a slow decline. So I would always say to myself like, all right, this is the time, this is the year I'm going to try and get back into shape. And then I have like a perfect mental picture in my head of like last summer sitting on the beach being like damn, I didn't do it again. Mm. And it was like, I fell short again. I told myself I wanted to do this and I didn't do it. I think something also that people say mm -hmm. is like, and you kind of like joke about with your friends, not you personally, but like people, for men especially, it's like, oh, I hit 30 something and it's kind of just like, it's hard to stay in shape now and it's hard to do this. And mm -hmm. of course it is. I think especially for men, it's like, I don't know, maybe not just for men, but I feel like it's harder for you to have that like same body that you want when you're in football. But at the same time, there's so many people that do it. Yeah. Like, it's not impossible. You can do that. It's yeah. definitely a lot for you and for other people about, like, mentally sticking to something. Yeah. And I think one thing that I like about this challenge is is it takes the thinking out of it. Like, it's going to be really strict and hard for 75 days. Where if I, if I said to you, 
over the next 75 days, get in the best shape of your life. You'd be like, oh, well, then I have to figure that out. What am I going to do? What does that look like? Where this challenge is pretty prescriptive of follow these five rules. That's all you have to do. Like create your own workout. That doesn't matter. Do what you want to do. But follow these five rules and you'll see the change. You'll see the progress. Yeah. And I think also because it's 75 days, it's longer, which maybe feels like harder. But also by the end of it, if you're like, oh, my God, I'm in amazing shape. I feel amazing. It's going to motivate you to just like keep going. And maybe you Mm -hmm. won't have to do all of it longer. But if you if you get to a spot where you're like, I I want to get into the best shape of my life and then you actually do it, then you're like more inclined to just stick with it and stay healthy. And like then you're like, why would you go backwards? Like. Yeah. You know, so I think it's I think it'll be good for you. I'm yeah. Excited. I'm excited for like the journey of it, I guess. Like the thing that's also hard, which I hate, is that people are gonna be annoyed about it. Mm-hmm. And like that was something that was hard for us in last January when we did dry January and we would go out with friends and we'd be like, Oh, we're not drinking and it would be like, Are you kidding me? Like you're not doing this and it's like yeah. I feel that too. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But like you just gotta like do what you wanna do and like People are going to be like, why are you doing this? This is stupid. You live your life. And it's like, well, I am and I'm doing this it. Is this how I is how do I want to live it yeah. right now. Yeah. Definitely. So, so yeah. Anyone I, wants to do the challenge with yeah. Pat. Send me a DM if you want to do the, the yeah. hard 75 with me. Yeah. Um, One of my, another wedding I'm in, one of my best friends um, has his bachelor party coming up. His, his brothers, his uh, best man just sent an email with some dates and uh, I'm waiting to see yeah, what be- dates come back, whether or not that'll be within the 75 time frame or after. So what if it is? I have no idea. Well, that's like the challenge you're accepting, you know? Like the challenge is like <clears throat> if, if something comes up in that time, you're either going to start over yeah. or you're going to just not drink and you're going to do what you have to do. And yeah, I think, of course, people are going to be like, that is so dumb. Yeah. But that's like part of the challenge is like, getting other people out of your mind, out of your brain and not caring about that and just doing what you want. So yeah. that'll be interesting. Yeah. I also, <laughs> one of the dates, so if I start whatever, January 18th or 19th, 18th or 19th coming up, um, 75 days, the best man sent dates and like that, it'll end on like April 3rd or 4th or something. And one of the dates he sent is like April 6th to start the bachelor party. So I'm like, oh my goodness, if I go 75 days not drinking yeah. and then go to this bachelor party and I'm worried. do bachelor party things, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. It could be a quick decline. Yeah, that's the problem. But I'll worry about that when we get there. Yeah, so Pat's doing that. I'm gonna work on some other stuff for myself, I think, but I'm not putting the pressure on myself for that. And usually we do everything together, so I think it's fine that like, we're not doing this thing together. Definitely. Um, But yeah, okay. So we can kind of get into today's episode. It is the monthly advice column. We always try to do this on the first of the month, but somehow it just never works out that way. So it's, is it the third week? Second yeah. Week? We've been pretty consistent once we made the deal to do At least the monthly month. advice, the yeah. beginning of every month. Like the first episode of every month was the monthly advice column, right. which was awesome. And this year coming out of... um or this month coming after New Year's, like we missed that. Mm. And then we had that episode we wanted to do last week. So we're like, okay, let's just throw it in here and then yeah. we'll do it again in two weeks and it'll be fine. Yeah. So should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into some. Hi, 
I would love relationship advice. I'm 25, single, and have been for coming up on three years. My what I thought was forever relationship ended just over three years ago, and I can't seem to get back on the horse. I'm very over my ex. You can even ask my therapist to confirm that. But I find myself unable to find someone that I truly connect with or even vibe with. I never thought my standards or expectations were too high, but I'm starting to think that they might be. I live in a small town, so the pickings are slim. Curious. Oh, yeah, the pickings are slim. (laughs) Curious as to if you have any advice on how to not compare my happiness in a relationship now to my relationships in the past. I miss having that other person in my life, and I'm starting to feel like I'll be a single dog dog mom forever. Thanks for considering answering. Sincerely, single and unable to mingle. Oh, um, <clears throat> my first thought about this is that I just—I mean—I feel like this is like cliche, but uh, every first of all, everybody compares their exes and their relationships, and I think that's a mm-hmm. good thing. And then, but when you meet somebody that isn't even worth comparing because they're so much better then the comparison is like, I'm glad I can compare this because you're so much better and it doesn't even compare. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think, look, comparison is natural. Like we do that all our, like individually we do that in relationships. We do it with ourselves on social. Like we just, comparison is natural in all facets. Um, I think the one thing that came to my mind when I was reading this is I feel like I get the sense from just reading this that you're out there like looking for your person because you're trying to find somebody who's better than your ex. You're trying to find somebody who's going to, you know, raise your dog with you. You're trying to find somebody. Because you have your life figured out. Yeah, but I feel like you're like out looking. And I feel like that's when finding is actually the hardest. But isn't that dating? No, dating to me is like a willingness to, if somebody comes around, to let them come into my life. Like... Yeah, you can be as proactive as you want, like be on the dating apps, you know, go to places where you want, you know, you're going to meet somebody at, at church or at the grocery store or at a bar, like wherever, like put yourself out there, but don't be out there looking for a comparison. Like you're out there trying to find somebody who is better or who is this or who is that? Like, right. and you don't know what the shape or <clears throat> lifestyle or anything that your person is going to come in. I also think when you're out there comparing it's harder to like understand like you're looking for somebody because you have a dog you're looking for this and as soon as you see somebody and they like I feel like it's so instant you look at somebody you're like oh my god I might be attracted to them but you're like do they have this 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 like you're already preempting the comparison before you're even comparing definitely and I think you know one thing that she wrote in here talking about like um I never thought my standards or expectations were too high but I'm starting to think they might be and to me yeah there's no such thing as like two higher standards like obviously you want what you want and you should be able to get and find that um you know that's also going to make finding what you want a little bit more challenging or um not finding what you want but like if that depending how particular you are or how high your standards are like there's you know that's going to limit and i also think that in comparison, like, you know, if you're meeting somebody and um, like you meet somebody and you are with them for two hours, four hours, six hours or two weeks, like you're comparing that short time period to being with your ex who you were with were so long. Yeah. And that's just not how feelings work. 
And I always say this to people when it's like, how was your first date? Uh, my first date was great, but I'm not sure I'm ready to introduce him to my parents. It's like, well, you're you're taking a jump yeah. so far from like, I had a first date. That was Are they nice. going to be my husband or wife? Good. Go yeah. on a second date. Yeah. And then how was the second date? Was really good. He made me laugh. Great. Go on a third date. Yeah. Great. Okay. Like you just, it's like an avalanche and- you I mean, know, it, don't worry about like what happens when the snow hits the town at the bottom. Like worry about yeah. like, you know, the next rollover of the ball, like just it's, the little yeah, things. Yeah, I think if you're in the mindset where you keep comparing, that's a good way to go about it. I think a lot of people would say like, well, on the second date, I just knew he wasn't the person. Like I just knew. And you're like, some people would be like, oh, we'll go on a third date. You know, maybe he was nervous. And I think that stuff is so true where you're like, yeah. it's so hard to get the real person when you're like nervous and when you're going on a date and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's hard to read somebody. So like trying to go on more dates with the same person, giving them another chance, unless you're like, this was a total bust. And I guess, yeah, I completely agree with that. I'm just saying like, if date number one is good, go on date number two. Date number two is good. Go on date number three. Yeah. Don't in between the first and second date, compare that to what was or something in the past. Like, I think also when she says at the end, you're saying like, I'm going to be a single dog mom for the rest of my life. I feel like, you know how many people say that? And how many mm. people think that they're going to be single forever? It's like, you're having a tough time. It's so normal and it's so like relatable. Like everybody's yeah. going through that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. Which makes it sound, it, I feel easier. Yeah. And the other part of that is she starts off by saying I am 25, mm-hmm. which 25 is very young, period. And it's like very young to be married and serious and everything. Like you have time. Don't feel like, don't put the pressure on yourself um, that you need to find Mr. Right right now. And I think also when you say you're 25, like it depends who you're surrounded with. If a lot of your friends are married or whatever or not single, maybe you feel differently. But a lot of times, like my parents didn't meet till they were 30 and then they only were dating for a year and then they were engaged and married like when you get older you just find somebody and you're like ready and you're both Mm -hmm. ready you don't have to i think a lot of girls would say like i want to meet this person i want to date for three years and then i want to get engaged oh my god i'm already going to be 35 and it's like it doesn't have to happen that way um like for pat and i like i was so young that we waited longer but like that's because i was younger like you just you not everything has to be on such a like social norm timeline yeah yeah and i think that's another really good point like I think we all put what are we want our relationship to look like or what we think our relationship should look like in a box. Yeah. And the box is really just constraints and keeps us from allowing these other things that could be good or great from coming in. Right. And like whether that's comparison or timeline or, you know, whatever it is that that keeps this person who wrote this in from like they're they're. Uh, making like their box of opportunity smaller by doing all these things. It's like you need to kind of like break from that and say, my boyfriend might show up in the weirdest way, but I've got to be okay with that. My boyfriend might only date for a year and then we get married. Like all these different like ways and approaches to it. Yeah, being open. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Hello, absolutely love you too and the podcast. Thank you. That is so sweet. I currently live in a three-bedroom house with my best friend, a third girl who we're friends with, but just not as close. Wait, so so the three of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. We moved in together over the summer, so we are exactly six months in, six months out of our one-year lease, and we have begun talking about whether 
we're renewing our lease or not. The issue is that my best friend and I have many other hobbies, interests, including everything outdoors, and our third roommate works from home and literally doesn't leave the house on Monday through Friday, like even gets her groceries delivered. We have had issues with her for the past six months. However, my friends and I have admitted that they are not typical roommate issues, more so just annoyances, and we have found ourselves not wanting to hang out with her at all. We are her only friends in this city, so it has become difficult. We both feel like mean girls, but we really don't vibe with this girl, and she's always is ruining our mood. All three of us are in our mid-20s, aka old enough to make our own decisions about who to live with, but we really conflicted. We were really conflicted about how to tell her we don't want to live with her. Trying to be as compassionate as possible, but really need some advice on how to break up with a friend when she is constantly saying that we are her best friends. Help, please keep anonymous, XOXO. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's not going to be easy, obviously. Like, I just feel like it's not something that's going to be easy. But my first thing is, like, like you said, you are all in your 20s. You're, you're um, old enough to make decisions that are going to make you happy. And I feel like you're in a stage where, like, you – if you don't want to live with this person, then you're not – you don't – you don't have to. You don't have to make them feel – um as happy as you're feeling like that's not your mm-hmm. job but it's also there needs to be a way for you to do it where you where you're doing it the right way yeah when i the first time i read this my first thought was look if they're like stealing your peace like you got to find a way to get rid of them like you know like protect your mood protect your um everything and then when i read it more and more and kind of like thought deeper about it um I think it, you know, the email is um, subject line, like breaking up with a friend. And that's like some of the advice here is like breaking up with a friend. But I don't think it needs to be put in like that harsh of a way. There are ways to still keep a friendship. And honestly, like it might help your friendship with this person not to live with them. Did they say the third person was someone they didn't know? No, the girl said it's one of our best friends. So it's somebody that they are close with, but they just don't want to live with her. Gotcha. And so, you know, I think my advice would be like start to weave in uh, in like small, subtle ways, like what you're thinking a little bit. Like it doesn't need to be like a one big sit down dinner conversation where you tell her you and your other friend are moving in without her. Um, But I think you guys can also talk about like. Hey, how is this like, you know, as we think about our lease being up in six months, how do you guys think about what we should do next? Yeah. Um, and it that can be like a collective conversation. And I think in that collective conversation, you being the person who wrote this in can say, well, one of my issues is with girl number three. Yeah. Because I feel like you don't carry your weight with helping around the house or... Um, which makes me kind of reconsider whether or not I want to live with you again. And like, you know, then it kind of puts it on that girl. Now that it's been like aired out that you have the challenges with her, then it's not as like a, um, like such like a quick breakup. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, having a conversation is mature Mm. and all you can do is do it in the best way you think is possible and go into it maybe a little planned out where you can be like, I know that I'm saying this in the nicest way, in the most compassionate way, and how this person reacts is going to tell you what it's going to be like moving forward. You know, like mm-hmm. if they maybe they react and they're like, you know what, you're right. I think that like, you know, maybe it'll go better than you think. 
Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's definitely hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you just have to like go in with it, knowing that like you did what you thought was best, and yeah. not get so like amped up, even if reaction isn't what you're hoping for. Yeah, you definitely don't need to be. Like, you don't need to feel guilty about having a better relationship with your other friend and not wanting to live with this third roommate. Like, right. that is natural. That is expected. That is, you know, completely fine. How you go about bringing it up will make a big difference. It will, yeah. you know, impact your relationship with this third roommate. Um, and like I said earlier, at you know, saying you don't want to live with her doesn't mean you're breaking up with a friend. Like you can still be friends, you know, post yeah, that. It actually probably for, would help your relationship. I think that is totally true. And I'm going to say coming from a boy, it's a lot easier mm-hmm. just because I know that like girls reactions are going to be like, well, you don't want to live with me because you don't like this, this and this about me. So like, are you a real friend? Blah, blah. Like I, I'm trying to play the devil's advocate just that I understand yeah. that this is a hard thing to do. And like, mm-hmm. you don't know how your friend's going to react and you don't want to lose her as a friend. Yeah. But yeah hope that doesn't <laughs> defeat you i just i just yeah. understand and i know that it's not just that simple like um it's kind of like a make or break depending on how you go about it yeah yeah and i guess you know just the advice that i think we would say would like go into it slowly bring it up in a couple different ways at a couple different times not like rush into one big conversation yeah. where you're planning to give her bad news. And the thing like, is, is like if you're feeling this way and you're not hanging out with her, hanging out with her that much already, she probably has an idea. Mm-hmm. Like if she's smart and if she knows you guys and your other friend, then she probably knows that you do more things together. Mm-hmm. And maybe it doesn't bother her. Obviously, she she says that you're her best friend, so she doesn't really care that you do things separately. Yeah. So maybe that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's helpful. Um. Okay. <clears throat> yeah this ones are a little bit shorter just got engaged feeling pressure to have a big wedding but that's not our vibe uh-oh Girl. yeah this is where i love these episodes but i hate these episodes because what did she write just got, just engaged, got engaged feeling pressured to have a big wedding doesn't but, want a big wedding yeah but not our vibe it's yeah. like 12 words that she sent in and now we've got to come up with advice right but also like first thought she knows what she wants that's the end that is the answer like you don't want it you're not going to have a big wedding you shouldn't Mm -hmm. have a big wedding yeah i think (laughs) yeah i mean depending on who you're getting pressured by i think is a little bit of like the big the big factor here i think actually remember your well my sister-in-law telling me this past weekend she was like i definitely didn't want a big wedding mm-hmm. but they had one yeah so and it was fun she said it was fun but yeah what's your advice <laughs> uh oh i was saying depending on who it is that's like giving the pressure like obviously talk to them direct about it like you know let them know because i think it sounds like the fear is like letting those people down totally so it's one thing if it's like that's you know your parents or your whoever like super close to you and i think there's also at least from my experience with our wedding like these pressures come from so many different people and places and the people who are like 
giving the pressure don't realize that they're giving pressure. So when you bring it up to them and say, hey, I'm getting the sense that you want me to have a big wedding, but I don't really want that. Yeah. Is that actually what you want? And if so, why? And then, and I, this was like, um, you know, some people we were getting pressure from, and I would like bring that up. I'd say like, well, is this actually what you want? Why? And then they were like, no, no, no. I want you guys to do what you want. Like, I'm just telling you like my idea and yeah. like my idea, take it or leave it. And like the person that like, who is giving the pressure doesn't really, because it's not their wedding. So they're not thinking about it. Like, oh, I'm putting this pressure on you. They're just like mm-hmm. giving an idea. So bring it up to them. And my guess is they'll be like, no, 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 do what you want. I also think there's probably a way where you can compromise when you actually mm-hmm. have the conversation of like, I don't want this, but you guys want this. How can we work together to kind of make everybody happy? Yeah. You know, this is an interesting one. Adapting to life with a dog, traveling and training with a dog, et cetera. Mm. Just advice on that. <laughs> Whew. Um, it's funny because I'm thinking back to when we like adapting to life with a dog was a challenge. So hard. Um, take a step back and hear this when I say it, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, Willow was so disruptive to our lifestyle and such a menace and <laughs> she's so is. worth it now. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so worth yeah, it. Yeah, she still is, but so worth it. No, she's much better. Um, definitely the challenge of adapting is like for us like we had never had to care about keeping anything alive or happy other than like a plant Mm -hmm. and that like nobody cares if it dies um so there's definitely like that added responsibility of having to yeah i think take on this um, life with traveling so a lot of people will like message me when we're traveling and be like don't you miss willow like i couldn't be away from my dog that long if you like traveling like i think some people you have to realize that like Yes, a dog is like your best friend. Yes, they're like family, but they are dogs and mm-hmm. like they're fine with everything. They they adapt to everything. They're animals like Yeah. You can leave them and they will be okay even if they're crying. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a baby. So, I mm-hmm. feel like that's kind of just my outlook is like I love Willow, but like she's an extension of our life. She's not like our life. Yeah. And like that's what is something you have to like I think you should go into getting a dog knowing that. Like they're going to be your best friend and whatever and you should love them and they're going to love you back but like it's supposed to be an extension of your life like mm-hmm. we what's the word i'm looking for domesticated like, yeah we made the decision to bring her in yes it, and it wasn't like we brought her in as a dog right it's like and you train them to your lifestyle like you yeah. train them so that they can follow you and listen to you like they are a step down from you and like that just is what it is like, yeah your dog is not going to take over your life yeah definitely you know, every time we travel, we have to make the decision, is Willow coming or not? And sometimes we've brought Willow with us, and we absolutely love it. Like, they're, it's funny. When we were in San Luis Obispo this past weekend, we were, like, walking through downtown, and so many people with dogs were like, Willow would absolutely love this. Yeah. And there's, like, so much space. Like, we were hiking. Like, Willow would have loved it. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to the, like, rehearsal, and they're like, I'm really happy Willow is not here. Yeah. You know, or waking up. I'm really happy Willow is not here. So there's like, you know, I think a time to bring the dog and a time to not bring the dog. You have to do both. Yes. Um, So this one's really going to be hard for me to answer because I deal with this all the time, but maybe you'll have a better Mm. idea. It's any tips for telling the difference between a gut feeling or just my anxiety? 
And I feel like this happens to me so often where I'm like, like, for example, when I was in the airport in Mexico, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I was in the best situation, but I kept having this like, I don't know if it was a gut feeling or my anxiety that was making me feel like so unsafe. And because of my anxiety, then I was like starting to panic. And then I was like, oh, my God, like the hair stood up on the back of my neck. And I was having that like gut feeling like I wasn't safe. But was it my anxiety just telling me that or was I right to feel that? So I feel like that's kind of what this question is. Yeah. That makes sense. I think it does make sense. Um this is a hard question. I wanted to bring yeah. it up. I don't know if we're going to have like the perfect answer because I feel like it's more of an answer for someone who's like qualified to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first thing that came to my mind when you were talking about it, I'm like, well, what's the difference between a gut feeling and anxiety? Well, because they are similar. Yeah, but I mean, like your gut feeling is just like your body's like chemical reaction trying to tell you something. Which to me is like anxiety is like an extension of that or whatever. I understand like the differences and how you feel when you experience what you call a gut reaction versus what you say is anxiety. Yeah. But I think there's like, I don't know. I'm sure they're tied together in some way. Like you said, like a medical yeah. professional could probably answer this better than we can. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about like, for example, like, you know, this has happened to a lot of people. Like, you're leaving a bar and, like, you think someone someone's following you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, this person immediately is, like, a murderer. Like, they're coming for me. Like, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Because that they're following you. when maybe like, And, like, that's either, like, some people are right and that's their gut. And then they get out of a situation and they're like, oh, my God, I was lucky. I just knew it. My gut was telling me. But most of the time it's your anxiety. And then you're like, and that's not really happening. So how do you yeah, tell but- the difference? Okay, but in your example, how many people had that gut reaction and it was just a guy who happened to walk the same route that you were going to get home? Well, that's like, the point. Is like that is anxiety. That's not. Okay, but if he actually does, was going to hurt you, then it's a gut reaction. Yeah, kind of. Okay. I think. Well, I don't think so. But so what I, do you I, think? I'm just saying like. That's why I said I wouldn't be good to answer this because I deal with that a lot where I'm like. Julia, just because I have this feeling doesn't mean, like, my gut is telling me, like, to get out of a situation. Like, it's just my anxiety. Like, that's my point is, like, you're having anxiety and, like, that doesn't mean what your thoughts aren't necessarily true. Like, that's the difference is, like, my, like, old therapist would say, like, just because you, and a lot of people say that, just because you have a thought, you have a million thoughts. Mm-hmm. You can have a thought about, like, I can have a thought about killing you right now. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like, that is kind of the difference. Does that, I feel like you're not agreeing with me. I guess I'm just saying like your anxiety is a reaction to, or in the example you gave, your, your re, anxiety is a reaction to like things that are going on in your surroundings that you're experiencing and catching on to. But it shouldn't be like that. But that's the same thing as a gut reaction, right? Like... But people say, like, your gut is, like, your intuition. Yeah. Like, that's, like, you should listen to that. But if it's your anxiety all the time, then how do you know when you should listen to your gut or not? Yeah, I guess, like, knowing the difference, again, we need that medical expert. But I guess I'm not sure of, like, maybe because I'm just stuck on the example you gave and maybe need another example. But, like, 
if it's your anxiety or it's your gut intuition telling you that that guy who walked out the bar behind you is a bad person, then like no matter if it's your gut reaction or your anxiety, you're going to take the same steps to try and make yourself safe. Yeah. Well, I think the question is just like how to tell the difference, not necessarily like why is this happening? Um, Yeah. But I was just looking up online just to see if I could get um, more of like a answer but i would probably need more time yeah <clears throat> yeah we might have to come back to that one I would that's just one say that i think we have thoughts to, on yeah. but maybe don't have advice on yeah I, I don't know if we like helped you but if it helps that i understand what you're going through and i like i feel like i deal with that a lot um and i think like knowing the difference is just like in the situations when they happen looking back on them and being like how many times was that just anxiety versus like something i was like my brain was telling me you know, I don't think your gut is always right, mm-hmm. necessarily. Definitely not. I think a lot of times it is, and I think you kind of just know. But look back on the situations where you felt like anxious versus like your gut, and I would say more times it's it's your anxiety like telling you how you feel. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. I think <laughs> we should move on, but I send a DM if you have any uh follow up like examples, and maybe we can go over it again advice on assimilating is that a word Mm -hmm. advice on assimilating with new family when getting married plus what to do if you don't connect that's a good question yeah so i think one of the challenges and i've experienced this with old in-laws that i had or have still and new in-laws that i had or have still is um these new family members like we have this vision that like these families are just gonna like perfectly merge and mend and everything's gonna happen and everybody's gonna get along and i mean that's what we would all like right i guess but it's just not that way it never is like you're gonna get along with some better than others you're not gonna get along with some and it's just like i don't know it it's a a melting pot of different people and in any melting pot of different people there are going to be some people that agree some that disagree some that get along some that don't get along i think going into it with like that mindset will help alleviate some of like the stress about getting along or not yeah. i think also going into it is like knowing that you're maybe not going to get along perfectly or that the family members aren't going to get along perfectly, but understanding where people come from and listening and, Mm -hmm. you know, being cordial with each other is just as good. Yeah. It doesn't need to be these perfect relationships. Yeah. Yeah, And I think like if you're with the person you love and they're going to like stand up for you, like if it's like really bad, I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. if you're with someone you love and you guys have a great connection, then trying to find ways where you can connect with your family on like a civil level is like, the best you can do like and i think there are you know ways to like you i feel like you can also <clears throat> get out of your comfort zone and do something that your i don't know if it's your in-laws or whatever like that they would like where it's not something that you would love to do but you know it would make them happy and then that will make you happy knowing that you like yeah. did something that you could connect on this is need some of those healthy pat recipes and kitchen tips for the new year i get this all the time i get dms people always want to know what you're cooking because <laughs> you've started to cook so much and a lot of it's been really good and i haven't been posting like recipes but mostly that's because 
you don't tell me what they are and you just like throw stuff together. So part of the problem with my cooking is that it's not really recipes. Sometimes well, it is. Well, it is. It's just you're not keeping yeah. track of I'm them. I'm just not always keeping track and I don't always follow stuff. But actually, this is one of the things that I'm hoping to do on um, or while I do this hard 75. One of the challenges that I'm like adding on to for myself is to really try and grow like my social media. Um, and this is one of the things that I want to try and create a little bit and start putting out. So hopefully yeah. that's on the horizon. But yeah. yeah. We'll see. But kitchen tips? Have sharp knives. Yeah. Have your go-to seasonings. Invest a little bit in some good kitchen like stuff. Like I feel like a little bit. Yeah. I, th- I think good knives make a big difference. But a also, good, like, a good pot a, or a good pan make yeah. a big difference. We but. have one of those like skillets, like the cast yeah. iron skillets, and we use that all the time. I don't think it's even like expensive. I think yeah. it's just like kind of get to know like what do you like to cook and what would be best for that. Yeah. <laughs> I also think one of the – and this is why I don't – always love following recipes as they like take forever and you like you know you um like it it makes extra work to have to follow the exact recipe because you got to make sure you have every exact ingredient and then you you know you bring out a teaspoon and you measure it and you put it in whereas like i can just kind of eyeball it and get it close enough so like just getting started in the kitchen will like you'll start to learn how stuff works and like how seasoning adds or takes mm-hmm. away flavor or yeah like what what is quick and, and easy here, yeah for sure for me now i mean it's like i can look in the fridge and say okay these things will go together these things won't go together these i can do in one big pan like you just kind of like and that's just honestly by like guess and check like yeah. you know julie always puts like the good stuff i make on her stories yeah, or yeah. Inst- instagram she hasn't she really shared the crappy You're stuff. still a beginner. And I'm really only able to make the good stuff because I've been willing to, like, just start cooking and yeah. see how it happens. Very like, true. Um, okay. My husband and I are dying to relocate from MI to NC, Missouri, to North Carolina. I don't know if or it's Missouri or Mississippi or Michigan. Or... Anyway, they're dying to relocate to North Carolina. I would likely mm. need a new job. Sad because I love my job, but he's remote. We're nervous, but feel so pulled to do it. Any advice on navigating this big change? We are only 24 and 25 with no kids, so it feels like the perfect time. I mean, you know our advice, and our advice is going to be to do it. Um, what We went through and are going through this. Yeah. And our problem... <laughs> At least you guys have a destination in mind of North Carolina. Like, go. Yeah. Do it. That's the best. Our problem is not having a destination in mind. Our problem right now is having too many destinations mm-hmm. in mind that we want to move to. Um, I think moving and like... It sounds like her only obstacle is that she's going to have to find a new job, but she loves her job. Yeah. Which you will, fi- you will find a new job... You will find new people. You will find new experiences that are going to be so much more valuable than just a good job that yeah. you like right now, totally. especially at that age. Like you're going to go through so many job and career changes over the next however long. So let like moving to a new state that you want to like that should be an easy yes because you're going to be changing jobs anyway. Yeah. Especially now while you said you have no kids or major responsibilities. It's like, yeah, t- 
take those risks, be flexible while you can, because, you know, things might change and like in your having future. a destination where you're like, we both are dying to move there. Like, that's yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. then you have reasons to go. I mean, for us, we're kind of like picking a destination just on like, oh, would we like this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we don't really have like a reason. So Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe the last one. Um, how do you guys balance capturing the moment and living in the moment? It's hard. Hard. <laughs> um, so it's, I have two different things and I don't even know if like, I mean, I don't like really talk about this with Julia. So at the wedding this past weekend, I was trying to capture the moment and what I was trying, like what I did was I went and sat by myself, like 50 yards removed from where everybody was and just tried to like sit and soak it in. And like I was in that moment, I was thinking about everything that had had to happen in kind of in life that like led me to the moment. And that enabled me to like take a big holistic capture of that moment. And, um, so I think in capture, like taking a step back to capture is like one piece of it. And then the other part of living in the moment, and this was something that I had read or heard on a podcast uh, where the person said, when you're really trying to live in the moment, think about your five different senses and experience what each of your senses is. And so like an example of that, again, from the weekend this past um from the wedding this past weekend we were sitting out back at the on the ranch at the house with like my best friends and their family so i was like loving it and i was like how do i live in the moment right now so i was like okay what am i actually seeing like it wasn't just like i'm seeing my friend i'm seeing my whatever it's like no i'm seeing red dress on my friend's mom I'm seeing green leaves, like trying to be detailed with like what I'm seeing and experiencing in yeah, that help moment. help you remember it. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, what am I smelling? What am I hearing? And, um, you know, what was I touching? And then what was I saying? And whatever yeah. I was saying was probably stupid. But, um, <laughs> but like, so that's kind of my two different of like capturing the moment versus living in the moment. Yeah. I think I'll play the other side a little bit mm -hmm. because I think that, um, that is great and I like to do that as well but I think also like living in the moment doesn't ha it doesn't have to be like super calculated and I feel mm -hmm. like the moment yeah. actually also doesn't have to be captured like you're asking like how do we live in the moment and capture the moment and I think sometimes when you're living in the moment you don't have to be like let me take a step back let me do this because I'm like you're living and like that is the moment like yeah that is living like it doesn't have to mm -hmm. be captured like for example, at our wedding, I was like, oh, I wish I had like a second me to like look around and see what was going on. But at the same time, like I was having so much fun and I'm not like I'm not going to remember every little piece, but I know that I was having so much fun. I know that I was like living yeah. in that moment and mm -hmm. it didn't really matter if I was going to capture it because I just knew that I was living and like that's what life is like those it's, it's going to go away and the memories are going to fade like the moment is not going to last and like that's really sad and scary. But like, yeah that is what it is so it doesn't always have to be captured i feel like yeah that's actually another thing that i have uh read is and i think a lot of it stems from social media 
this idea that like people are on their phone, they're not living in the moment, or people are taking pictures rather than like just mentally capturing and 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 in like bringing up those like live in the moment or capture the moment, there's this side of like what the hell does that actually mean? Like, yeah, and you're matter. saying it's like just live, just live. Like when you're doing these things and when you're well, that's um, my point. That's yeah, what it means. That's I'm agreeing yeah, with you. Yeah. I'm just saying they're like you know the different thoughts about each like. Now that capturing the moment and living the moment have become things, here are some like techniques. But also don't beat yourself up about having to live or capture the moment. Like just live and that is being in the moment. Yeah. That is capturing. You're going to yeah. remember what you're going to remember. Like Because well, we always talk about we're like, oh, how do I like remember this? Like how do I capture this moment? And it's like you're having a good time. Like that is it. That yeah. is it. There is yeah. no like – mental like state that you fall into where you're like oh i'm capturing like you just are like you're already because doing you it. can't every yeah. time you try and capture a moment you can't that moment's gone exactly it's really fucking scary yeah it is and it's but there are like things to like i think deepen the experience of moments which for me that's like taking a step back and like taking that like you know god's eye view of like seeing everything going on and trying to think about like deeper yeah. things and something, like something something i always do which i think has been helping me is every year i get older i'm like oh my gosh in 20 years i'm gonna be like oh remember when i was like 25 like mm -hmm. and i feel like i really try to be like i'll like mentally with myself say these things to myself i'll be like i am 27 I'm like youthful, like I'm young. I love this about myself. I love this about myself. I love that I did this last weekend. Like kind of go through like what are what have you been doing in your life? Like yeah. actually go through the steps and be like, I am living and I'm gonna get older and I'm gonna do these things, but like what have I already done? And like what am I doing? Like what yeah. am I doing? Like this is life. Like can I capturing it can be like I just think it help it's helpful for me to be like I'm in the moment, meaning I'm still young, like I still have all this time and I'm still doing this, yet I've already done this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. I hope that makes sense. I'm like trying to explain like yeah. what it's like in my head to like capture my life. Yeah. I like most of what you just said, talking about like, you know, being introspective, looking back, saying, What have I done? What have I not done? What is this? What is this? Because well, I think the our old generation above us would be like, Oh, we never did that. Or we never Some, but yeah. That. Yeah, I think the only part that I didn't like that you said was like, I'm still young. I have all this time. And that's just one of the things that like, Not, and maybe it's things that I'm like into now. You know, Julie and I had this conversation because we were listening to a podcast where the guy's like, you're going to die. And you don't know when that's going to happen. And that's that's hard for actually like all of us as individuals to wrap our head around ourselves dying. Because we, th when we think of like ourselves dying, we immediately put ourselves in a position to think about other people dying. Like, yeah, but that's I not what know... I'm saying. I don't think I'm not saying like, oh, I have all this time. Like, I'll do this then, then, then. I'm saying like, right now, I don't know when I'm gonna die, but I think I have all this time. But also, what have I done to be like happy to this yeah. point that if I died today, I would be like, I lived my life. Yeah, I'm just saying like. I'm not saying like, oh, we always have all this time. Like, of course not. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was a long um, <laughs> circle about capturing and living in the moment. Yeah. Hopefully the commentary was. Yeah. I don't know what I hope it was, actually, but I feel like that was a good one to just end on. There's one more. Uh Oh, 
This is okay. This could be a good one to end on. All right. Last question is how to initiate sex. Hmm. Wine. <laughs> are you? Depends. What kind of person are you? And what's your love language? How to? How to initiate? You want to do it? You're like, I want to do this. Don't know how to initiate this. Yeah. I would say. Drunk, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, wine can help lighten the mood. Um, working through the steps, I would say, is a good, like way to initiate it's also one of the ways it's like i don't know if i'm talking to somebody who's trying to initiate for the first time right or somebody who's Who's been dating yeah like i just don't know but i'm thinking like trying to go through the steps right like hand on leg kiss on the cheek kiss on the lips get a vibe for like what does it keep going yeah then where can you put your hands yeah okay hands start to be involved great you know like then the next then just like you know keep kind of going yeah that. and obviously like paying attention to what's being said of like yes i like this or no i don't like that like also I feel and like, that's not verbal language that can yeah, be body yeah, yeah. language like stopping when body language for sure and also like trying to initiate it like i'm just picturing like your partner is sitting down and you're maybe like standing and you can kind of start like I don't know, like take off your clothes or run like, into the room naked. <laughs> yeah, like anything to be like, I'm looking for this without like verbally communicating it because I kind of want it to be like you're initiating it without being like, let's have sex. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is that helpful? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I hope know. So. Um, okay, I think that is it for this week. Um, we always try to get through as many as we can, but also like to try and keep like the advice on different topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we have others from before that we missed, we'll try to go over that and like answer those too. But if you guys have any more, you can always send us a DM and we'll add it on to our monthly advice column list. Um, yeah. Okay. If you want to leave us a review, we would love that on Apple Podcasts. You can just scroll down and give us always five stars because why would you give us anything else and write a review and we like to share it on our stories. Um, and yeah, you can stay up to date on Love That For You Pod or anywhere that you can find us on social is that it that's it thank you everybody see you guys see ya bye